I'm a man who has once in the middle of the ring hit Doug Williams around the head with an orange bum bag and took him out and like an absolute champ just Holy went shit. down like a sack of spuds. Hello world. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Rich. Uh, I'm here with my buddy Stu. Oh, hello. Uh, and we decided to do a podcast. Uh, not that there's enough out there, obviously. No. Um, but it's mainly for, uh, I, I was going insane and decided that being sociable and talking about wrestling would be good because I love wrestling. And I'm, Yeah. How much has parenting do. sort of hindered your, well, not hindered, but altered how you consume wrestling? Um, it, it's, has it hindered it? I guess it has quite a lot in that I'm getting less sleep so I can stay up less late nights for pay-per-views and stuff, specifically American and Japanese. Like they've become almost impossible to watch live. Yeah, I so can imagine. Everything's on a delay and there's lots of avoiding spoilers on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. I could realise as soon as my daughter was born, it was around the time of WrestleMania last year. Okay. And we were doing the night shifts and I was sat down and I was like, this is brilliant. I'll happily do the midnight till five in the morning shifts because I've got NXT, then I've got WrestleMania, I've because got Hall of Fame. Because I can. Because your kid isn't sleeping. Though. But then the nightmare situation was the year... Uh, we watched it was the year where Undertaker and Vert Commas retired. <laughs> and which and one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. But my wife was down there and um she saw like Undertaker fold up his coat, put his hat on the middle of the ring, and my wife started crying because obviously hormones after giving birth, and I was like, What the hell is going on? <laughs> she was like, He looks so sad. And then my daughter started crying. I was like, Never, never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's been interesting having the kid. Like there's a lot of like uh, initially to start with she just barely slept at all. So there was lots of just iPad out, chuck on whatever WWE happens to be on the network. And uh, yeah, that was that was good. Uh, but then recently it's become less and less and less. And I found myself having to prioritize what I'm watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's very much, I want to consume. I, I, I've been in the past, consumed like nearly all WWE, apart from like, you know, main event and the occasional SmackDown maybe I've missed or something. But like I'm talking since I was 12, I've watched every single one of every yeah, single show. Exactly the same. Same, yeah. same here. It's as soon as my daughter was born, I was like, there is no way I can do three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, one hour of NXT. And I but can't like do it. Six hours of pay-per-views now, yeah, whatever it is. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> and, you know, I'll still watch a pay-per-view, but going into Money in the Bank, yeah. I was like, I literally have no idea who's in this. I watch NXT. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I watch I watch the one hour raw catch up and you get yeah. the rough idea and you can see what people are up to. But to be able to devote five hours just for the weekly programme now, it's it's a stretch. So you've got to either watch yeah. the stuff on their YouTube to get a condensed version. You know roughly what's going on. You're not gonna see Kurt Hawkins matches on the on the short <laughs> matches on the shortened shows, but yeah. This it's is one I of the advantages. This is one of the advantages of watching it not live. I found is that the fast forward button can be <laughs> yeah. very convenient with all these hours. But I mean, that's a bit of an insight into us as people. Like we both have little daughters now. Yeah. How old's your kid? Fourteen months now. Fourteen months. Mine's four. Mine's nearly five months. So she's very small stuff. But like, I want to know. I think it's important to get across who we are at the start yeah. of this part. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, you have a lot more. Uh, gusto <laughs> yeah. and respectability because yeah, you are actually a pro wrestler well we say respectability um, <laughs> I'm a man who was once in the middle of the ring hit Doug Williams around the head with an orange bum bag and took him out and like an absolute champ just Holy went shit. down like a sack of spuds that's amazing and, um, absolutely amazing but yeah um, I have seen this on YouTube I wasn't there live unfortunately I would have loved to have been but just when he said backstage that maybe you could hit me with a bum bag <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I'm literally gonna whatever you want to do, Doug. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm all on board. But I said I've been um I've been part of SEPW down in Kent since January of 2017. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I had a bit of a, a stint 
that's not 12, 13 years ago with NWA Hammerlock. But yeah, boy. <laughs> I mean, think of the people that have come out of NWA Hammerlock. Like, that's a respectable background to well, have. Yeah, I mean, if you've got like Zack Sabre Jr., but the thing is, though, I, I wasn't there very long. Yeah, the, yeah. the training was, it's still hard in SCPW for the sessions that I can make. Um, and again, parenting sort of put a hindrance on Do going you, to a week. You're old training. school, you don't start for the gym every <laughs> now, mate. You're fine, don't worry. Um, but the training methods that are used in SCPW, it's it's intense, but it's encouraging. Uh, Hammerlock, it was they would flog you till you threw up. Yeah, yeah. Whereas SCPW, if you can't do something, they'll modify it so you can get something in. And some of the talent that's coming through, even just watching it as a fan, yeah. I, I mean, you've you've been to a show now, our Habersham show. As some of the guys who have come through, I mean, you've got people like Justin Vincible who was in the opener. Yeah, yeah. And man, that guy's got everything. <laughs> when I was doing commentary, and obviously I, I do commentaries for SCPW as well. I've watched many and enjoyed <laughs> your commentary very much. But Justin Vincible, I, the moniker of the modern athlete, he literally has everything. He's a big bloke. He's strong. He's fast. He can do flips. Yeah. And it's stuff like that, but he's not the only one who is a potential star. Yeah, in, in I think SCPW. you've got a really, really good setup where you are. Yeah. Like, I would, the thing I was most impressed with was A, the quality of the wrestling for such a young company. Like, how long has it been going? It's less than a couple of years. Um, less than a couple year? of years under the SCPW banner. Yeah. Um, origi- it's had um, sort of things like so, it's been like Pitbull Pro. But okay. it's really started gaining traction. The training school has only been open for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and SCPW tend to pride themselves on having their own talent with a, like, a couple of outsiders as well, just to give the guys experience to work in. Yeah, yeah. So obviously a lot of places, and IPW are doing fantastic jobs, mm-hmm. but you look at the talent they bring in and they're known stars and they come in. And I f- sometimes find things like IPW, there's no progressive storyline. You've got absolutely phenomenal matches, mm. which again, I enjoy. I like going, it's just escapism at its very best but in scpw you've got the content the same talent which yeah. has been homegrown trained by matthew huntley and um and some of the other guys down in scpw and then as i said we get people like sid scala doug williams you've got jd knight and eddie ryan obviously of um five star wrestling tv show when that was, was the, the uk lion or something the, uh, the english lion, english eddie lion ryan. and it was yeah. one of those yeah 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 i um, love rhyming nicknames i've got to say <laughs> i'm a bit obsessed but yeah but eddie ryan's again a, a phenomenal star it's a real shame yeah, yeah. that five star folded as soon as it did because he was really starting to get the traction notoriety that he deserves from a British wrestler. And I noticed that I'm sure we'll get on to talking about it a bit later in the pod, but NXT UK, they're doing a show down in Plymouth. Yeah. The best show Five Star had was the Plymouth show because they had a hometown guy in there with Eddie Ryan. Is he a Plymouth guy? Yeah. I didn't know this. And the atmosphere there was phenomenal. So hopefully people like that will get the chance. Okay. And then obviously by association, hopefully more people look at SEPW. And just in general, support their local indie. Yeah, Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's RWA up near Runcorn, and okay. they've just recently had a seminar with Tom Pritchard as oh. well. And some of the guys who I met at a charity show I did last year, they, they train at that school, and it's people like that and Al Snow who go down to somewhere like Runcorn. <laughs> and I know it's not, odd. I know yeah, you exactly. Know. It's not to be disrespectful to Runcorn, but you think they go, yeah. right, well, we'll go, to, um, we'll go to some of the progress training centres, we'll go out to Fight Club Pro and things like that. But no, they'll go to Runcorn. Well, if the money's there, I mean, it's a funny <laughs> way of life, isn't it? Like, that's what they're going to take, you know? But, um, but yeah, so, as I said, my background, obviously, wrestling fan since I was a kid. I was thinking, you know, we've known each other for, for a while now. I don't know what your first insight into wrestling was. When, c- when did you first get into it? So, this is one of the things I wanted to get onto, for sure, is uh, my first wrestling insight was, I was, oh, I want to say seven, maybe under, and a friend for my birthday... 
the best friend ever, Ed Rintle, who I barely knew. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> this was maybe a year or two into our friendship. For some reason, like, um, bought me the SummerSlam 92 VHS. Yes. Which had Bulldog and Heart on it. And I fell in love with wrestling. But that's also the, the SummerSlam I remember specifically for the LOD riding down on their motorbikes. Hawk cracked out of his face. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, previously, there was... Um, my friend Ben had a VHS. I have this vivid memory of Vince McMahon on commentary going, Big headbutt! <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea why. If I find that clip, I will splice that into this yes, at this point. Please. Anyway, yeah. So that's my earliest memory. How about you? Um, it was... A Royal Rumble, and I think it was Royal Rumble 1990. Nice, okay. Um, and it was just a vignette. I don't know why. I think the channel flicking, or well, I think my dad was channel flicking. Yeah. And then there's the big boss man in front of the old sort of terrible green screen, like the purpley background and the Royal Rumble logo and the back. boss man about to go out to the ring and enter the Rumble. Yeah. And it's just these large-than-life characters just running to the ring and beating each other up. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely cool. amazing. But I think the first real story and the yeah. first real feud... Of, of wrestling that really captivated me was when Flair started. She had this prime on primetime wrestling, the video distorted belt when he bought over sort of the older the older WCW slash you know the old, big belt. The big belt <laughs> um, and Heenan there as well building up his arrival. And then the first thing I saw again from memory, the the commentary when yeah. Piper was feuding with him and Flair went and attacked the commentator. So at the end of I think it was like superstars. Okay. Piper's laid on the floor. It's when Macho Man was on commentary as well and it's like What's happened? Why has he done that? <laughs> Again, completely unaware it's a work at the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my, he's going to have to beat him up. He's a, Where's the commentary? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then on to that, and then things where you had things with Perfect and Bret Hart from yeah. SummerSlam. They're the first real vivid memories of professional wrestling. And from there, it just went on and on and on, embarrassingly, into my mid-30s. Well, yeah, I mean, both of us are now. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, like, the whole week we were talking about doing this pod for the first time, like, are we going to mention our ages at some point? Is that, like, a, a distraction for someone listening? Like, we're, they're too old, fuck them. Like, <laughs> yeah. How anything. do they know how to put a podcast out? <laughs> well, I don't. That's what you're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, my job uh, as, you know, a getting-to-know-you-pod sort of thing. I'm a video editor for a living, as you very well know. I do music videos and wedding and stuff. And uh, do you want to talk about your job? Not really, no. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Um, so, I mean, one of the things I really wanted to ask you was, um, what do you want me to call you on the pod? Because um, I, <laughs> I know your name is Stu, obviously, but like... Gimmick name being Tax Williams. I really want to refer to you as Tax the whole time to keep the gimmick alive. I know? think we should. <laughs> I definitely yeah. think so. Because excellent. Okay. I can imagine my professional Twitter of... Hey guys, come and talk about this accountancy tax legislation. Oh, that's great. Oh, by the way, <laughs> check out my wrestling pod. Might be a bit strange. And let's be honest, more people probably follow Tax Williams than some tax tax specialist from well, Kent. Well, I, I probably yeah, I don't. I haven't looked at the only numbers, by about twelve followers to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with this pod is that we're very much doing it for ourselves. Is what I was always yeah, definitely. said to you when I first said to you like. Like the likelihood of anyone just randomly coming across it and just like instantly being like, oh, I'm the biggest fan in the world. I will listen to every episode is probably unlikely to start off with. But I think that's that's the the good thing about potting is that it's just like you just get shit off your chest almost. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I can't sit like with my therapy. wife and say, do you want to talk about Brett Perfect SummerSlam? <laughs> you don't. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, well, well, we'll talk about something else then. That'll be great. But. Uh, wrestling. How much does your other half like uh, appreciate or watch or enjoy wrestling in any way, shape, or form? Very little. Um, okay. She likes the Beard Man, which I believe was Daniel Bryan. Oh, was I was going to go Braun Strowman. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. And was very upset when uh, 
when he retired. Obviously, clearly upset when The Undertaker retired, as mentioned before. Uh, well, was that just the hormones or was that actual I'm feeling? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was either that she'd been up and watching wrestling and it had just become too much for her okay. <laughs> at the end. Fair, fair, fair. Um, but no, she's, um, she's not... Uh, a massive fan. I think she's watched the, the few Tax Williams matches that are on uh, like kick around YouTube with my fantastic currently 0-3 record in <laughs> SEPW. We'll, we'll get onto that. Like. <laughs> go on, go on. Um, but no, she's not really into it. I mean, my, my dad would watch it with me okay. uh, when I was younger. I remember once for a King of the Ring and uh, he we, we couldn't really afford Sky, but it was when you had the old decoder boxes. You could still get the audio. Yeah. Okay. So he plugged me into a set of headphones through the through the hi-fi. So right. I sat just listening to King at the first King I of the Ring. I've never heard of this. This is amazing. What yeah. are you talking about? Because well, it would it would just be like pixelated. Okay. You couldn't see anything, so it's like old like grey video screen. Right. Right. But rather than having the TV on, he turned the TV off, but put it through the like the sound system that he had. So all these massive headphones. Okay. And I just sat there for three hours on a chair, just listening like it was a radio broadcast <laughs> of King of the Ring. <laughs> And my dad, who, in fairness, was always like just a channel flicker. Yeah. But just sat there, didn't say anything for three hours. Oh, it's amazing. Whilst I'm just, l- just listening beaming, to listening to pro wrestling on <laughs> headphones. I, I was pre-podcasting. It sounds like the 1920s or something. Like, <laughs> Pretty much, you know, late. I swear, I swear, when was the first King of the Ring? Uh, I don't know. It was We're Duggan, wasn't it? 90, 90s would have been, wouldn't it? Duggan won the first one, I'm sure. No, Bret Hart won the first was one. Was it Bret Hart? Because Duggan won the first I'm, Rumble. Rumble. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah. But yeah, because it was one where Jerry Lawler was in, and then it was like Isaac Yankum after that. But This is just before my time period. Like, There's oh, a really? big time period where I didn't have Sky. Like, I, I had a couple of VHSs, like 92, 93 kind of thing. Uh, mainly SummerSlam, but I watched over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> uh, and then, like, you know, the weird collections. Then I didn't really catch back up until around 97. Okay. When my family got cable, not even Sky. It was like NTL cable. Yes, <laughs> a little dial on the wall. Oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> mate. I love it. And uh, I'm I'm that attitude era generation. Like that's where I came back in properly and became completely obsessed. You know what I mean? Would you always watch it on the Friday night then when Raw was on? Yeah, man. And would you switch to TNT? I would during would the adverts. To Nitro, yeah. If, if WCW could keep my attention, then I wouldn't swap back as well. Like this is the thing. Like I would very happily watch WCW instead of WWE, but. Even from that age, I used to watch WCW and go, this is the retirement home. Yeah. And, and WWE is where the fun stuff's happening. Like you had the Brett Stone Cold feud just finishing and they just had the Montreal Screwjob as I started watching again. So really, I came back to wrestling around that Royal Rumble of 98 wow. where Austin was winning. I caught that wave. <laughs> like, that's what really got me. And yeah, but what a wave to get back on. Yeah, everyone was into it at that time. I remember going to school and talking to practically anyone about pro wrestling. And like, you know, there'd be the occasional person be like, are you fucking nerd or whatever? But generally, most people were into it, I found. I found at my school, very few people were interesting. So you were very much the nerd. Where did you go to school? I went to, uh, uh, again, helping uh, the relatability (laughs) to the podcast. Went to a grammar school in Ashford. Oh, lovely. So they were very much keen on sport, but not sports entertainment. Is it Norton Natch? That's the one. I teach drums there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legitimately, that's very weird. I remember, though, prior to that, at primary school, and again, you said, like, friends buying things, vividly at a birthday party, my only birthday party I had when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember my mum saying, don't open any presents, because if you've got a duplicate, we could take it to Woolworths and change it. <laughs> And I, I remember love this. Yes. Remember at the time, so you had like the old Hasbro figures, yeah, yeah. and I had the Hulk Hogan one already, which did the Gorilla Press. Okay, and someone had bought me said Hulk Hogan doing the Gorilla Press, and my mum took it upstairs, and Maxie appeared with this out of the box toy, 
with a finger snapped off it already where I'd been obviously playing with it. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day we went to Woolworths and I changed it, I think, for Jimmy Snooker. Mate, that's what I'd want as a kid. Yeah. I'd want the full collection, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started looking at it again. I thought, what I need in my life yeah. is a collection. Uh, and, I, and I started yeah. looking at how much they are if they're still <laughs> on their original card. Okay. There's a Dusty Roads one which is currently going for £585. Fuck off. No way. No, like. seriously. That's really interesting because I listen to a couple of pods, uh, mainly Tell Them Steve Dave. I don't know if you know this pod. No. It, it's weird. It's Kevin Smith's friends. Okay. Like the director, Kevin Smith. It's his friends that are in podcast and Q from Impractical Jokers, if yep. you know that show. Yeah. So it's them lot. Um, and it's a great pod if you want to check it out. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, maybe they'll send a plug for ours. Oh, I, I highly doubt it. They have a lot of viewers. Uh, viewers, listeners, whatever. Um, I can't remember what I was saying, Steve. I lost track completely. Toys. Toys and uh, they own a comic book shop and talk about toys a lot and stuff. And they have a TV show called Comic Book Man. And so, like, I'm very aware of how much stuff is kind of worse. I'm astonished the pro wrestling figures, even relatively modern ones, are worth that much. Like, yeah. And they're the most, the last run of the Hasbro and the old stuff, yeah. you, you see things like a Bart gun on green card going okay. for about 125 quid. Jesus, man. Like, and, yeah. I, and I look at it, I thought to myself, well, obviously, I took all mine off off the cards that I played with them yeah. not realising the value of a toy uh, yeah. in my younger age but I thought I can't get into this this will bankrupt me <laughs> I mean pro wrestling bankrupts me with merch subscriptions to on, we on spend demand enough services. on this stuff yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah as I sit here in my Marty Scale t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> cost me like 20 quid you know as a stunning shirt. To be fair, Mighty Skull does make some phenomenal merch. Mate, I'm a little obsessed. He's been the number one t-shirt seller on, um, uh, what's the... Is it Pro Wrestling Tees? Thank you very much. Yes, my memory's not very good, so you're going to be very helpful on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm massively impressed. I mean, I remember seeing the lad in Sittingbourne for like, yep. you know, Orpington even. Party Marty. Fucking A, boy. <laughs> woo woo. Uh, so you'll see where he's got to nowadays. It's incredible. But uh, Would you say, in all seriousness, he is the British wrestler with the biggest upside on the circuit at the moment. Hmm. That means I'm going to have to think of all the British wrestlers that are like just British, so we can't do European because Walter, Volta, Volta's is, amazing. He's the man right now. Like why he's not in WWE or New Japan is shocking to me. You know, like. Um, but if you look at the UK scene, uh, well, UK wrestlers in general. Yeah. If you think of any of those going to WWE, I mean, Pete Dunne's done a phenomenal job as UK champion, but what storylines he had. Yeah. If you look at Marty Skull all the way from when he went into Ring of Honor, went over to New Japan, I'd say he's the the most consistent British wrestler in the world. And I think if if anyone who would come in to WWE and make the biggest mark, I would say it would be him over anyone else on the circuit, as bold a statement as that is. I mean... He is an outstanding wrestler. When's the last time you saw a bad Marty Scar match? Well, Ever? You don't. Ever? You don't. Like, even when he was part of Marty, like, every single time it was great fun. Him and Zach tagging, all this sort of stuff, like, leaders and all that sort of thing. I was there for when leaders turned face against the thrillers <laughs> and sitting one, and it was the biggest pop of my life. It was amazing. <laughs> like, um, uh, he's so, so good technically, but it's the gimmick in the WWE that would, that makes him that man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the villain gimmick is perfect and then adding the like the 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 mask and everything else and just the gear and like using the finger snap from the old WS WS days and stuff you know like I remember seeing uh, James Mason do the finger snap really years (laughs) before I saw Marty Scale do it and just like being terrified because I thought he literally snapped his fingers off or whatever but But it's something so simple explain it to me because I've always wondered (laughs) go on go on go on this is a little secret like is it literally just dislocating someone's fingers 
Not really. It's what? it's it's the perception of what he's doing. The okay. finger snap. Because it feels like it, at least. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're not going to give it away, you bastard. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Ah, keeping your kayfabe off. I love it, mate. Uh, well, that's the other thing about this pod. I want to try and not use terms like kayfabe like I just did. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think I've earned the right to. You know what I mean? Well, no, but the, the, it's like if you had a magician, would they reveal secrets? No, of course you not. Know, ob- obviously, yeah. the, the whole idea... Well, saying of, that with the internet nowadays, most of them do. But well, yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> uh, but people know wrestling is predetermined. People know it's fake. But to have those moves and the moveset, and you know, don't get me wrong, some of them... Hurt and some of the stuff I've seen the guys <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff I've seen some of the lads do in some of the SCPW shows. Yeah. I think to myself, that must flipping kill. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad I just have Meathead booting me in the ribs a few times and then <laughs> jumping on top of me on several occasions. Yeah. But it's like a whirling dervish, that lad. Like oh, you see man. a wrestler, it's really enjoyable, man. He is just goes a full ball force. of energy. Yeah, yeah. He is and he's getting better and better. He's got more control over his body now as well. Yeah. And he's I mean, he's a worthy champion. The pop he got when he won the belt. <laughs> I uh, haven't seen it yet. Is it online or? Uh, not yet. Okay. It will be soon. But the pop he got from the fans. I mean, the first time we did it, yeah. the, the pop he got. And then when Mr. Wicked cashed in a 24-7 briefcase and took it away from him minutes after he won it. Yeah. People were livid. <laughs> I remember you telling me the next they day, were, like, I think I had lots of people like angry at me. People <laughs> were so angry. Yeah. I, it's a good thing they don't really have stuff to throw and it's quite a young audience because if it wasn't and it was that reaction yeah, yeah. I, it was a oh man that's the joy of it though you know like being able to manipulate people in the crowd and stuff like that's got to be such a buzz man well in the in the rematch when they um when they did the uh, the, uh, the last SCPW event yeah. they were fighting through the crowd and I had some old bloke come up to me and go you're ruining it you should stop <laughs> getting involved and I was like oh my god I think some old man's about to hit me <laughs> And it was brilliant, but also petrifying <laughs> um, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I said to you at the time, after the cash-in, yeah. um, there was someone in the crowd who went on, tried to grab the belt, and threw stuff at oh, Mr. Shit. Wicked as well. Holy shit. And that's the reaction. And it said, for what people could be quite a small indie, yeah. you know, you're getting 200, 250 people to a show as well. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's insane. It's but, outstanding, man. But so it much shows fun. how strong British wrestling is. Yeah. I mean, you've got progress going off to Wembley, so that's that's only a few months. Where you've got New Japan coming over here, yep. And all, I mean, you've got places like Riptide as well starting to gain. I don't know Riptide. Which Riptide down in Brighton, okay, down on interesting. South Coast, and a good city for pro wrestling, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a nice place to visit as well. Lots of transport and such. It's and got everything they need. So again, it's good for talent to get down there. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Well, good scenery for going out afterwards. Good for beforehand. Universities, colleges, big populace. Yeah. Like, I've never thought about doing wrestling in Brighton. That's a yeah, good place. Riptide to definitely worth worth checking out. Okay, cool. Do you know, where do they put on shows? Do you know? It's all around South Coast by the looks of things. Okay, excellent, excellent. That's cool, man. That's great. One of the things I wanted to get onto was what wrestling do you watch nowadays? I'm still and will probably always be a WWE guy. It's what I, you know, it, I'm one of those people of, I'll complain if the product's rubbish, but I will still watch it as and when I can. A true fan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> NXT takes quite a lot of my time now because okay, good, I can watch good. it on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, it's not too much to take in. I can put it on before I go to bed or something like that. Progress. I watch a lot of now as well. Cool. Again, really enjoy the product. Really enjoyed the the whole the whole thing from progress, start to finish. The talent, the organisation, the attitude towards it. Um, obviously, I'm biased. I watch. I go to all the SCPW shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Fight Club Pro. 
I, I watch a bit of and you know trying to watch a bit more New Japan. Now, okay, obviously, cool, you find man. a lot more of English commentary, but that's about it, as you said, because to find the time to consume wrestling, which we would have done a couple of years ago, yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult to fit in. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially the same in that I've started watching less and less WWE over the last six months, I want to say, which is mainly due to the kid, as we talked about earlier, but it's, it's also due to the fact that I, I find it a little stale that's putting it very well I yeah think. but it's it's normally this post mania lull anyway where yeah. they, they they push everything in for mania and rightly so because it's their it's their marquee event it's you know it's the franchise as they are. but sometimes it's this lull afterwards that i enjoy the most that pro wrestling because you have weird guys like i don't know are you marga or like a kevin uh, owens <laughs> sorry oh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. or something like that like getting more attention like mm. uh, i haven't watched smackdown from yesterday yet but i've heard rusev and aj had a little confrontation oh really and i'm like fucking finally <laughs> like they're pushing rusev into that kind of title pitch you know so like i have been watching the last few weeks worth of stuff and i've really enjoyed it um your money in the bank is always a fun show to watch because it's, it's a car crash television event yeah. <laughs> essentially but like um so i, I st- i've started watching WWE more than i was in the last six months but uh, I, I w- i'm interested to see how much i care about it and i I've, i didn't watch nxt for about a year uh mainly just through lack of time and such but i've i've just got back into watching it mainly because i saw ricochet do that crazy flip over the rope oh and land word, on his yeah. feet and velveteen dream is incredibly good he's phenomenal like he's he is so much we were talking about this previously he has so much potential man like he's they just can't rush him yeah, yeah. the problem is going to be everyone's gonna be like i want him on the main roster i want him on the main yeah, roster not yet not yet no like give him two three years in NXT, let him run the place. Yeah, yeah. give him the creativity because I would assume the uh, takeover entrance, the Hogan esque entrance, yeah, was his idea. Uh, you'd fucking hope so. It seems like it. I can't imagine Vince or like Triple H coming to him and be like, "What we want you to do is just like a flamboyanter sort of Hogan character." You, you remember <laughs> that guy who? Potentially gets in trouble <laughs> yeah, yeah. for saying dropping a few M bombs and sex yeah. tapes and stuff, you know, like Jesus, yeah, yeah. We want you to be him. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, he's got such an upside. And again, yeah, from yeah. the um, the build up to it, when Ricochet was like, "Oh, we was on a really al- reality TV show," and Dream was like, "Dream doesn't recall that." And I was <laughs> it's like, "Amazing, what well a line!" <laughs> <laughs> that like a huge pop out of me, man. Like I, I laughed my ass off. Like, I had to pause it and laugh for a little <laughs> bit just to be like, "I need to pay attention to this." Just completely. But that's the thing; he gets yeah. your attention, even in his feud with Alistair Black. It was amazing. He's so just, so good. And it's just you think that he, if he can work with those experienced in commas, indie guys who are now in NXT because yeah. you've got the WWE bred guys and you've got the guys who've earned their stripes on the indies and they're coming to essentially a finishing school uh-huh. in NXT before they move up to the, the big leagues. Yeah. Um, if he can work with all of those guys, I mean, can you imagine him against Adam Cole? Jesus, man, what a feud! Who's the face there? Velveteen. Well, I don't know. Because uh, Adam Cole's got over a lot recently. Like, he's become popular recently, I should say, because I'm trying not to use stupid wrestling terminology. You saw the popularity <laughs> of Undisputed Era, again, yeah, yeah. in the tag match. The the pop when they're supposedly the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh my good, the bad guys have won. Yay! Did you ever think Martin Stone was going to be a top face in the WWE? My God, no. <laughs> but again, there's, there's He's come good. He's come good. He really has. And he's put like. a lot of effort in. His yeah, yeah. physique now, as yeah. well. Looks like he's, a different dude. Yeah. I was watching it with Nandy, actually, my other half. And, uh... Yeah, he came on and I had to be like, 
that's Martin Stone? Nah. What, the dude who used to like, be the champ of IPW for like four or five yeah. years or whatever? <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, so I, I've started watching more WWE again. I think it's also because I've got a bit more time on my hands now. The kid's kind of a bit older and a bit more looking after herself a little bit. I say that. It's <laughs> not like she's making dinner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but she's less like just constantly screaming and completely fragile. She can hold her head up, for example. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, it's a different world. Um, also my first kid. Terrifying, but it's okay. <laughs> mine was my first and my last. Oh, really? Okay, we're planning on that in a second, but like, not yet. That's for sure. Like, I'm assuming Nandy's approved that because uh, she yes. listens to this. <laughs> it's her body after all. Yeah. You know? like, she's the one who kind of makes the decision there, really. Um, but like, um, so I watch WWE a lot. I watch NXT, obviously most of the other shows. I don't watch 205 yet. No. I know Kenta, what's Kenta's name now? Uh, Hideo Tami. Thank you very much. Is on there, and I'm a huge fan of his, but he's getting on a bit. Like, I, I, his last works, the injuries and stuff, like, it's maybe been a Do bit of a struggle. Do you think he joined a bit too early in NXT? Same as him and who was the original Sin Cara, because they yeah. were the first marquee Triple Mystical. H signings. That's it, Mystico. Yeah. I wonder if they'd come in now, now they had the PC, yeah. whether they'd fared better. I don't get me wrong, Hunico's doing brilliantly as Sinkara. Yeah, yeah. He's still holding down a job, that's for sure. <laughs> like, but as you said, Kenta yeah. and Hideo Itami, mm-hmm. the style's phenomenal. And again, a really talented chap. Some of the stuff they were building up, when he's in a suit as well, he looks like the man. Yeah, he has that attitude to be an absolute superstar. Like, he has that special element, you know? Like, you see his face, his attitude, his, his charisma, I guess is the word I'm well, that's it. He for. can tell a story of his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wonder if, again, because they want so much content because they need stuff for the network. Yeah. So would he be better off actually being featured on 205 or languishing as an enhancement talent, essentially, a good enhancement talent, NXT, and certainly would flounder on the main roster? Because you can imagine if they put... Hideo Itami up on the main roster, he'd just become Funaki in Vince's eyes, wouldn't he? Essentially, yeah. I think I think this is a real problem, like, <laughs> without wishing to speak bad of the god that is Vince McMahon. Like, it feels like he still has his grasp on the product and is very much the man that makes the big decisions still and maybe doesn't see what the rest of the world sees. Yeah. Like, I think he always thinks of himself as, like, the common American as such. And so we'll not push, say, foreigners as much as maybe we think they should be nowadays. Yeah. Especially from the British indie scene, as we both are. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you, you see guys, I don't know, like completely out of like Jack Sexsmith, for example, yeah. who I don't think Vince would be like, that's a superstar. You know, but to us, for me, like yeah. he should be main eventing fairly regularly, you know? Like Well, he he's again he's got the character. Yeah. And he's then built up the in ring talent on top of it. And he's not a, a jokey gimmick anymore. He's phenomenal. Oh, it's he's become tech- so good in the last year, man. And like, his tech stuff, stuff. With, um, with Dave Starr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Hilarious. Like, yeah. Really, really funny. But that's what, again, it's a nice, for lack of a better term, a palate cleanser it shows. Because if you've got all the intense stuff going through, which is, again, phenomenal action, great athletes, yeah, you need to have that little bit of entertainment value just to to recover why the WWE should have employed Colt Cabana years ago well, he'd be yeah. that great kind of comedy character coming out doing these things like they had Santino at the time when he should have been employed by them and it's like he had that slot you know they had the guy doing it but like Colt Cabana's so good Cabana's brilliant but I I wonder if the problem he would have had would be his association even at the time with Punk yeah there's obviously problems there you know I think there were problems in day one. Yeah. So if it's a case of, oh, it's Punk's boy, 
you know how Vi- how Vince McMahon has been perce- perceived to be in the past. Yeah, you are who you associate yourself with. Yeah, very that's much why so. Sheamus, when he started training with Triple H, oh look, Sheamus is winning belts and he's he's in main events with Triple H at Mania. He's also a big nasty Irish bastard. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, that works <laughs> as a uh, you know not overly wrestling thing. Sheamus has got his little not little his his YouTube channel where he's doing some kind of like CrossFit challenges on it. Interesting man. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. With, with that neck injury he's apparently got or whatever, yeah. like, that's impressive, to be fair. Like, I yeah. know nothing about this, but... I, I've not seen much much of it, but, you know, don't tank with Cesaro. <laughs> it's simply put, you just get hurt. Well, they beat the shit out of each other in that series of seven or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, Cesaro's pretty fucking good. But do you ever wonder why they've never put him and Chris Hero, Cassius Ono, back together? Kings of Wrestling should have been done for years ago. Like, Do you think it's too late? I don't think it is. I think, uh, especially as they get a bit older and will be more comfortable doing tag matches and stuff, to see them both would be amazing. But, you know, um, Cesaro? Yeah? I'm trying not yep. to say it. <laughs> Cesaro <laughs> is married to Sarah Del Rey. Yes. Who is the head trainer for the women in NXT or whatever. Like, uh, I think there's an element of he might like to just retire to Florida yeah. with the wife and the training center and everything. Because, I mean, Cesaro would be an amazing trainer. So technically astounding and trained by Quackenbush and all these yeah. people. Like, you know, he's got the talent and the skill. Maybe not the promo ability sort of thing, but he's in good. Ring. He's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. In ring, he's always one of the best. I remember watching... It was him, it was Zach, it was Doug Williams, and one other in a round-robin tournament uh, for Mark Sloan. Oh, really? Yeah, in front of about 20 people. <laughs> 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 and just being, uh, there was the, the Zach and Claudia, um, Cesaro. <laughs> just like, I just remember sitting there just being like astounded at how much effort they were putting in in front of 20 people. Like, it was very, very impressive. But um, uh, just to finish what I was saying initially, uh, I, I do watch Progress. Uh, I watch as much kind of random British indie stuff as I can kind of get my hands on. So I watch bits of Rev Pro. I watch little bits of IPW UK. I watch occasional ICW as well. Like I kind of like their product. It, it's a bit hardcore-y for my liking. Like I'm not a big fan of like glass or barbed wire or anything like this nature, which I know you're not a fan of either. Well, yeah, because we, we saw that when we were at Progress at Ali Pali, yeah, weren't yeah. we? When, um, when Haskins and Havoc had their, their death match. We were both standing at the back cringing. Just like, <laughs> I was like, I don't like this dude. Take me home. <laughs> my response to someone after is, how would you find that death? it's not for me <laughs> <laughs> I for no, don't get me wrong you know i much respect for them for, for doing what they do oh yeah yeah of course but yeah. anything that involves staple gun or the run with the axe yeah. at the beginning mm-hmm. i was like this i mean i'm sure you probably haven't practiced this <laughs> hey haskins just before we <laughs> go out <laughs> Do you want to practice rolling out of the way of me swinging this axe at you that then gets embedded in this wooden table? Yeah, yeah. No? All right. It's like Jimmy Havoc on Twitter gets a lot of people like going like, why do you do this to yourself? Like, I've seen Ricky Shane Page gets it a lot as well. And I have no problem with them doing it. I just don't have to watch it. It's, yeah. it's that simple, you know? Like it's a very simple principle, really. Um, well, what else? I, I'm massively, massively into New Japan. This is my new thing. The last year, I, I've non-stop watching every single New Japan show. I'm obsessed. Like, I am so in love with Hiroshi Tanahashi. It's unbelievable. Like, I have Goace on my phone. I listen to it in the car. Like, you know, the old theme tune and stuff. Like, and the Kenny Omega Okada matches. I mean, what more is there need to say about them, really? Like, you know, seven stars, five and a half stars, whatever it may be, you know, like. They are exceptional. I said, I'm not, so I'm good. only really so, getting so into good. New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you think, oh, how are they going to top it? Each match, each match. And every single time, yeah. it's insane. The one that just happens where I feel like, mainly what I was kind of going back to what I was saying about WWE earlier, is that when I'm watching pro wrestling, I can kind of feel what the next step is all the time. I'm sure you find this. I'm sure most pro wrestling fans do. You know how a match is laid out. And very regularly, people will change elements of it, change moves, whatever it may be, like run-ins, blah, 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 and keep it interesting. The thing with Kenny Omega and Okada that is kind of blowing my mind when I was watching the last match to the point where I almost wasn't enjoying it because it was so uncomfortable, which makes it so brilliant, (laughs) you know, is that every time I feel like they're going this way, they suddenly swerve you and go the other direction. Every time I think, oh, Okada's taking over here, like Kenny comes back and no-sells something, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're not meant to do that. <laughs> like, that's wrong. Don't do that. But if anyone else did that, it would feel wrong. Yeah. But because the way they've laid out the story and the match and the, the, the story being told in the match, not through words, through physical wrestling, you know, it's like that has really captured my imagination in the last year. And it, you can tell as well from the, from a Japanese fan standpoint, who are very obviously respectful of the craft, yeah. how nuts they go just a different reaction, the different atmosphere when Omega and Okada are wrestling. I mean, even yeah. even Jericho's match, the the reaction was was strong, but again, it was what I consider to be a very engaged Japanese crowd, mm-hmm. but a completely different atmosphere for Omega and Okada. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember how someone described it. It was something like um, a constant wave of noise or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Or like a siren was going off, or like there was a fire in the ring, or something. Like people were generally panicking. <laughs> it's like, like that is genius, and it's been such a long time. It's really kind of end of attitude era. Whereas the last time I remember watching stuff like that, and being so into it. Actually, I take that back. End of Punk's kind of career with WWE. Yeah, maybe the last time that like, I really felt like that. Maybe some of the dragon matches and stuff. I mean, um, Daniel Bryan are doing brilliantly. <laughs> Shut up! I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. Um, As I looked, I look across at your stairway to see uh, the Brian Danielson picture on the wall. I, I've got such good stories about this fucking. <laughs> what is it? A four by six or something? What they call them? Like an eight know. by ten. Thank you very much. I know wrestling. Four by six, just a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been to Kodak. Don't understand numbers, dude. Just like <laughs> I think maths is beyond me at this point. Anyway, um, I one of the first live pro wrestling events I ever went to that wasn't kind of WWE or like local indie town hall sort of stuff was uh, PWG's European vacation in Portsmouth. My mate Dave, last minute, kind of gave me a call and was like, you're a wrestling fan, do you want to come to this show? And I was like, what is it? PWG in Portsmouth? I was like, well, fuck you, I've been watching that for the last year, I didn't know that was <laughs> happening. And so we go down and Dragon's there, and I, I've never been to a pro wrestling show like uh, like this before, like a proper indie show, I've never met a pro wrestler ever. He's just sitting at the table behind my chair. And I'm like, well... I know I was going to spend some money here today, so I'm going to go say hello. And Dragon was really, really accommodating, really, really nice, as yeah, everyone I suspect he thinks he is, yeah. the way he comes across. Um, he was currently uh, just lost the ROH belt, and my one question to him, as embarrassing as this, was, as this is, was, are you going to go back off that ROH World Championship? <laughs> and I was like, as soon as I said it, he looked at me just like, you fucking disabled or something like like and i literally just said yeah sorry don't worry about it like can i have a photo please sir way to endear yourself mate i I don't know what i was thinking at the time like i was an experienced pro wrestling fan by this point but like i didn't want to be like 
I don't know. I, I wanted to stay in that 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 wrestling reality with him almost, you know, thinking that he would appreciate that. And he was just like, nah, what the fuck? We're in a town hall in Portsmouth. Like, buy my merch, mate. Just buy my merch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Since then, I've learned not to really talk to pro wrestlers, apart from yourself, obviously, when I'm buying, like, merch or whatever. Like, even when Marty Skull, when I bought this T-shirt, I was like, hey, man, yeah, big fan. Like, yeah, can I have the T-shirt, please? And he was like, yep, there you go. I was like, thank you very much. I just walked away. <laughs> I was like, just not embarrass myself, you know? Well, I don't think it's a case of embarrassing yourself in any way. I, I, yeah, they're going to get questions. I think it is. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it is. <laughs> well, there's um. So one one of the chaps um who I bumped into up at Progress was saying like, oh, I just had a chat with Jimmy Havoc. Ah, he's a really nice guy. I spoke yeah, to him yeah. about this. Just you know, we stood there shooting the shit for a bit, and in my mind, I thought. That's really nice. I used to bump into Jimmy like backstage or like out the front of like sittingbourne shows for IPW, and he'd always look past me. Like, oh, right, mate! I'd be like, "Oh, hi, Jimmy. How you doing?" He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, good, good, good." Just like kind of. Oh, that's my Jimmy Hammock impression, by the way. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> like he's here. And he would always say hello. I remember even being in the toilets, and he was like, "Oh, right, mate, how you doing?" And I was like. Are you stalking Jimmy Havoc? No, he's stalking me. <laughs> I was going for a piss and he was behind me. Like, <laughs> As all bad stories begin. <laughs> oh, indeed, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, but uh, the other story I have about my signed Brian Danielson ROH photo is uh, I got the, the photo pre-show and I put it on the floor by my chair because I was like, I don't want to have to hold this or whatever. And uh, the second or third match of the night was Austin Aries against Zebra Kid, which... Has, I was, you know who Zebra Kid is, yeah? yeah? Good, okay. Just come out of prison. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you want to look this up, audience or whoever, people, I don't even know how to address people in the other. I'm just going to ignore them. If you want to look it up. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah I guess so. If you want to look this up, uh, look up Zebra Kid. He's, he's an uh, outstanding wrestler, but had some troubles. Put it this way, son of Ricky Knight, who's a British legend. One of the former LOD tribute acts. Yep. Beautiful, love it. Um, so Zebra Kid decides that he's just going to kick the shit out of Austin Aries for the first five minutes, essentially. <laughs> and you can see Austin Aries be like, for fuck's sake, because he's not selling anything Austin Aries is doing. <laughs> it's a brilliant match. And he uh, gets to the point where they're on the outside and they're doing the whole chuck each other through the table to the chair spot. And um, Zebra Kid grabs Austin Aries, chucks him towards me and my mate Dave. I jump out of the way at the last minute because I'm terrified. And I realize as they're doing it, my photo is being dragged along the floor underneath the chairs and, and fucking Austin Aries. And so that photo has a giant scratch all the way through the back that makes it completely unique for me and very memorable. And like, yeah. <laughs> I will always gaze lovingly at it for future podcasts. Fuck yeah, yeah bro. I mean, Good old I'm, future podcasts. I'm sad enough to have enough pressing posters on my wall and they're all kind of signed and stuff so I've got my Dragon Gate UK ones and stuff but I don't think there's anything sad about that at all uh, I love wrestling so I can I say <laughs> <laughs> how did we meet how did we meet we met through it was either through music yeah. at shows or it was through Matt Barker I, I genuinely have no idea I think it was either a case of again doing music in yeah. our formative years we've both been in bands and stuff over the years you, yeah. m- you much more successful than I um, See, I, I, I remember the first time I heard about you so you were in a band uh whose name i suddenly can't remember um playing bass uh deal based band do you remember the name safe target as thank you very much you just joined and i won't mention the name but the former singer of this band (laughs) came to me and went some dickheads joined my band and shut me out essentially So that's how I first heard about you and had this horrible perception of you. And I met you and I was like, 
this is like the nicest bloke I've met in a very long time. So, no, I'm definitely a dick. <laughs> no, no, you're definitely very, very nice, man. Don't worry, it's cool, it's cool. But yeah, that's definitely the first time I'd heard about you, at least. Really? I don't remember meeting you for the first time at all. But I just know my impression of you is positive. And oh, good. Well, that's very encouraging. And I knew not, yeah, I didn't even know you were into wrestling. I, I remember the first time you broke that you were a, a former pro wrestler to me. Yeah. <laughs> and being just like, what the fuck? Is this my in? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> I've got this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been bumping at Centerpiece in Ashford for <laughs> Hammerlock. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing as well, though, about the Hammerlock stuff. Yeah, as well. On. It was the first ever show, training session I had to ever wrestle. And this would have been like 2003. Okay, cool. Um. How old were you at the time? Oh, man, I'd have been uh, 18, 19. Okay, so quite late for British wrestling. It's usually people yeah. come in like 13, 14, don't they? Yeah, because you had, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. was on the NWA Hammerlock stuff at the same time as well. And yeah. there were, um, Johnny Storm was kicking around Excellent, as man. well. Yeah. But I said the, the first time I trained, they were doing a show in Wales. So it was me and there were two other kids. And the warm-up, just after that, I was like, I'll be back in two minutes. I walked into the loose and I was like, mmm, I'm so ill. Right, right. They just push you really hard. Yeah, and, and rightly so, because you, know, you need the cardio to do it. I mean, it's how it was, at least. Yeah. It may be not that way nowadays, but definitely how it was. And I remember that evening, me and my flatmate were off to watch some basketball up at Kent Uni. And at the blue? What? Okay. Oh, no, it, was, it was planned anyway. So I was, go- I was going to the training during the day. So it was like a lunchtime start. And I got home and I was like, you know what? I've had a banging day. That's really good. I really enjoyed that. And then whilst I'm watching the basketball, I was like, why can I not move my neck? <laughs> oh, my. The pain. Oh. Jesus and then obviously watching basketball where you're turning left and right, by the end of it, I was like, just going to look at the center circle. <laughs> I literally can't do this anymore. Oh, um, that's great. And I said, but I'd start, I started going back and obviously there were more people there each week. Yeah. And because everyone else was so advanced and there were no other new starters, there was a bit like, what can he do? And I'd find a lot of the time I was just standing there. I was paying to train just to watch people do things. There are people who'd come and occasionally lock up. I'd spend sort of the sessions bumping on what can I describe as very thin mats on a a church floor. Okay. Who was the main trainer at the time? I honestly can't remember the name of the guy who who was there at the time. No worries. Um, But yeah, so it was bumping on on those mats and I was like this training is I'm not being I'm paying money (laughs) I'm paying to spectate and again it's great and it's again really good to pick up some stuff there but when I sent gotta pay your dues boy you know like (laughs) (laughs) but when I sent an email to um, SEPW to go and train it was a completely different so the response back was professional it does come across that way paperwork was signed when I got there to check my liability any injuries wow holy like, shit wow uh, actually professional <laughs> well no it is and again they've got sort of um they've got care policies in place as well so if you've got a grievance with the trainers they've they've got someone who i think was formerly kent fa as well who they can go and speak to wow, a lady okay. called claire prescott holy shit this is a different world to what i expected well, this, this is the thing yeah. this, this is why it's such an eye-opening experience in in wrestling through what it was to what i assume it is now yeah because yeah. even when i went up and did um I did a PCW non-wrestler training day uh-huh. um, earlier in the year. And again, you, the organisation wasn't great. I, I was on the train up to Preston before I even knew where everything was being held outside of the academy. But again, it was a really useful day. It was great to meet and network with people as well. Getting to spend sort of the day with Stallion and Greg Lambert was, was really interesting. <laughs> wow. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but 
yeah, again, paperwork. It seems to be that everyone, whether it be blame culture, yeah, a lot of places very much like we need to sign this this disclaimer. But I said with SCPW, and I assume quite a lot of other training schools will have these additional sort of, I say, sort of precautions and safety measures for obvious reasons in British wrestling. Yeah, it's probably sensible nowadays, yeah. Um, and it just gives an air of professionalism. Um, the trainers are going through sort of coaching, uh, sort of strength and conditioning, fitness, coaching, personal training qualifications as well. So not only can they offer wrestling training, they can offer fitness. Okay. And that's the different train to Hammerlock. Hammerlock was... It, it, it sounds different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I remember, or I, I won't take him out of context or whatever, but I remember hearing um, an interview with Alex Shane about the training conditions at Hammerlock and being kind of shocked about <laughs> what he apparently went through. I mean, allegedly, all this sort of nonsense. I won't put any words in his mouth. But um, yeah, it sounds like a different world nowadays. Um, yeah. It seems to be across the board mostly as well. I mean, there's some been horrible shit that's come out of like British pro wrestling training camps and reports and stuff. Yeah. But it does seem like it's coming good nowadays. Yeah, I think so. And, and because now there's a common goal, Yeah, I think now there is... Obviously, from a promotion standpoint, as wrestling is very popular in this country, there's an opportunity to make money. Mm-hmm. So you want people to come back. You want to make sure that your your talent comes back and wants to work with you. You want to have people emailing saying, please, can I come and work your shows? Can I come and work here? Can I come and work this person? Which, you know, I'd assume every promotion would want. If you're struggling to get talent on a card, that's when mm. y- you've got problems. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Even as you said, going to indie shows now, like you, you were seeing these top stars when there were twenty people in a village hall. Yeah, I've been to um, academy shows for wrestling promotions, same as sort of IPW, same as SEPW, and some of the stuff up at um, even the non wrestler day up in up at PCW. Yeah, you got a hundred, you got a hundred people there. <laughs> really? I mean, PCW was a hundred people just to listen to people commentate, be referees be heel and face managers at the ring and again yeah it's That's a free show mind-blowing but to they me. came and watched the wrestlers and the stories being told for a hundred yeah um i said ipw like, when they so ha- was this actually like a, a show they were going to watch or was it literally just like they're coming for a training day sort of thing no they, it was a show they were coming to watch right so, okay, so basically okay, they had the trainees for the day at pcw yeah um and then there was a show in the evening so people who which turned out to be everyone got on the card as they were drawn out of a hat um <laughs> got to, to take part in the show Regardless of how they got them during the day, so there were what a great concept. That sounds like a lot of fun. Well, there like, were hundred people there to be sit a wrestler and watch. for a day. You know, <laughs> well that, that was the thing. So who wants to be a referee? Who wants to be a commentator? Who wants to be a manager? Who wants to do all of these? Put your name in each of these hats yeah. and get drawn out, and obviously be picked out. This sounds like ideal for me. It's just like I, I never really, I, I always as a kid, I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Obviously, being a fan, you watch it, you obviously want to be a part of it. But like hearing all the little bullshit stories and stuff that come out of pro wrestling, I was like, I don't think this is a, something I would ever want to be a part of. <laughs> you know? Like, this is as far as I think I'd ever want to do it. Like, we've talked about doing commentary and stuff in the past. And, like, I've always been reluctant, I think, <laughs> to say the least. I think, yeah. I, I mean, as you're saying, there are things available. So, um, I know PCW doing another non-wrestler recruitment day. And in fairness, yeah. again, a couple of the boys who I... Don't try to search me, Stu. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to search you, but it's just if anyone is listening, they want to get involved. Yeah, yeah. There are so many opportunities for people to get involved now now you would have to a do few it. years ago. 100% with WNXT UK and stuff like well, Jesus Christ. That, that's, the, that's the thing, again, back in British wrestling, why it's so strong now. Yeah. Because I'm sure we'll discuss it on another day. Is WWNXT UK positive for the uk indies i think this needs to be a separate yeah. pod or do an xt show or something yeah. and you know yeah but i think there's now a defined route 
to get to WWE. 100%. Yeah. And there never seemed to be previously, apart from like, you know, if you knew someone that would take you up there and take half of your pay or whatever to do a WWE house show or something. Exactly. And it's those goals which now encourage people. There's more training schools than I was aware of. And again, it might be because. I'm now involved in it. Same thing as when both you and I were involved in music. We mm-hmm. knew more about venues, more about upcoming bands. Yeah, yeah. Since I don't play music anymore, I have no idea who is a current decent local band. I was, you know, Tides of Ire. Yeah. Shout out to my old drummer friend, Leo Osorio. <laughs> Vamos Brazil. Jan <laughs> <Gen> Quie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, I think because I'm involved more, yeah. I, kn- I, I meet people so I know more about different training schools or, or different promotions that go up and down the country. And I learned it through it from you. It's <laughs> great. I love this. But, but <laughs> I don't have to be there to know about it. <laughs> but you should be there. I mean, uh, so, for example, like um, there are promotions who run training days. Yeah. Just a single introduction. No background needed. Obviously, with your previous injuries and operations, bumping may not be ideal. Is an issue. But yeah. non-wrestler recruiter days. So, manager, commentary, refereeing, stuff like that. Yeah. It's if there is no reason if you like wrestling that you can't get involved. We're doing a podcast. We like wrestling. We're talking about podcasts. Yes. The listenership will be my mum. Say that again, sorry. The listenership will be my mum. Oh, right, okay. If, <laughs> I mean, if she can find the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll put it on tape for her or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine, don't worry. Press fast forward, hold it down a little bit to like plus one and get it a bit faster. Sound like the chipmunks or yep. something, you know. Like, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, British wrestling is phenomenal. It's it so good right now. We're so privileged to live here and be a part of it. And even, you know, you hear about Angelico coming from from Mexico and then going down to Barcelona and living there now because apparently there's a growing scene. Yeah. And you see, like, the guys coming across from King of Trios from France or Italy or wherever it may be. And like, it's great to see the European scene is really growing because it was always just Japan and Mexico. Uh, Japan and America, sorry. Yeah. Japan, America, Mexico, I should say. Um, and, then, and, you know, since, well, sport died, there was very little going on around here and i know we yeah. were both part of it kind of and you know certain british companies claimed to have invented indie wrestling in well, the uk <laughs> which obviously was it was always had a scene but it was never really vibrant or on tv or anything but with the internet and stuff now it's a different world isn't it yeah um there's something i really want to get onto about this pod what do we want this podcast to be so this is very much a prequel of uh, yep. just like we. I think we just need to sit down, just just sit with the mics and just talk and get used to all comfortable doing it. You know, at least I did. I don't know about you, but you've got TV experience and stuff <laughs> now, so it's like yeah, TV, uh, it's YouTube. TV. Don't worry, it's the okay, same thing. Sorry, it's, YouTube will take over television in, in our lifetimes for sure, and it kind of already is. So don't worry, that's as that's as good as TV. Sweet, that's on the CV. TV Fucking experience. <laughs> I love Local it, TV star Tax Williams is going to go and open a Morrison somewhere. Do it, mate. Like, you never know. Like, I, I saw, like, ROH guys like going to hospitals and like visiting kids and stuff. Which is cool. It's great. But I, my thought was, like, are those kids sitting there going, who the fuck is this? Because, like, how are they watching ROH? Like, you know? You're like, Dalton who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Dalton Castle's amazing. But, like, let's just... Okay. So, um, my thinking was that people like Meltzer and John Pollock Whiting, all these people have got wrestling news down. Like, yeah. that's not something we need to do. I don't think we have the time or the inclination to sit on Twitter all day <laughs> posting about, oh, this has happened, and oh, Triple H is angry at this person. Don't get me started on Biz- Big Cass being released and not even being future endeavoured. <laughs> was that not, not future endeavoured? No, he was just released. So? Not future endeavoured. So clearly there's beef there, but maybe Meltzer will know. Uh, maybe, maybe Meltzer man. will be able to tell us about it. Yeah, I'm just listening to the, uh, the pod this week or whatever. Um, so... That was completely out the out the window for me. I think it needs to be relatively niche. 
So I think just wrestling, obviously, <laughs> to start with. Okay. <laughs> but like uh, for me, it was thinking about what what would be interesting for us as well, rather than just doing you know the cultaholic wrestling side of like this is what happened this week and Raw, this is what happened on the pay per view or whatever. My thinking was that if we pick a random show from any show, like from any nation, any year, any Fed, whatever, watch it during the week and then come and talk about it. Yes. This could be kind of interesting for I'm us. I'm very keen for that. <laughs> okay, very cool. Very keen for that. Because I've, I've explored wrestling, which I'm sure you have as well. I'm sure you've watched a Lucha show at some point in your life. Yeah? Love a bit of AAA. Okay, good, good, good. Because I've watched bits of CMWL, bits of AAA. I, I was a huge, like, La Sombra, Mystico fan and stuff when they were around. Obviously, you know, um, Andre Almas now, who's fucking great as well. I haven't watched any of the old Japan stuff. Like, old Japan, I've watched very little of. Like, even the modern Noah and, like, DDT and stuff, I've watched bits and bobs, and I really enjoy it. But it's insane. <laughs> DDT's phenomenal. It's so the bits I've seen is just... It's, it's so if there were ever a wrestling promotion that Tax Williams' shenanigans would fit in with, <laughs> DDT... Is it? So, I mean, yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds really positive. So I'm up for it. I think... Um, Wrestle Chat Reviewer Show from back in the day. Are you thinking names? No, because <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle Chat and Reviewer Show is a pretty rubbish name for a podcast. Well, I mean, that is something we need to get onto is the name of the pod at some point. But yeah, like, Wrestle Chat. Wrestle Chat. <laughs> See, I want the... Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on it's one thing at a time. Uh, so, like... Um, in terms of uh, formatting, I think we should be fairly loose with it, obviously, yep. in that I think we should, the conversation is interesting and your background especially gives you an insight, which I don't have, which I think is uh, the dichotomy between us. Oh, look Ooh. at me using a multi-syllable like Cody Rhodes would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's interesting to listen to, at least, because that's the thing with pods is that, yes, there's an element of we're just doing this for ourselves, but for someone to listen to it, it needs to have some sort of entertainment value, which a lot of people seem to miss <laughs> with like podcasting yeah. or streaming or something. Thing, you know like, see i think this has been a good fun i've enjoyed the conversation if i was so. if i was enjoy if i was observing the conversation i'd be like i'd like to get involved in that conversation but cool. in reality it's probably if anyone's listening to this like these two dicks are still going on <laughs> <laughs> maybe but is that just british british, british cynicism cynicalism a level of cynicism thank you very much see you're so much smarter than me Steve. <laughs> this is good i can't get a podcast on <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. It's, this is why it works okay but uh speaking of getting other people onto it I've often thought we've got a lovely space here for a third seat. Oh, man. That we could have roaming guests and stuff. How do you feel about it? I think that'd be good. Okay. And there's nothing saying that we can't get other wrestlers or people in the future. That terrifies me. I'm going to be honest. Like the idea of speaking to a wrestler and saying the wrong thing and getting like them pissed off or whatever. How do you do that finger snap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're just like, do you reckon you want to do our podcast? Like no listeners. (laughs) Like, yeah, straight in. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hulkster. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm up for it, especially like um, I would very much like to get people like Van slash Mister Wicked yep. slash oh. Coach Wicked. Yeah, man, he'd be he'd be king. He'd be on board. I mean, a dude that owns a company that has experience and stuff wrestled like, very for interesting. well over a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. See, the thing is, I know very little about him apart from like the little bits I know from you, and obviously seeing him cut promos like a beast. Yep, <laughs> like he's so good. It reminds me of like uh, um uh, um um. A vivacious Triple H. I've not seen indie heat for Im- for what could be considered an unknown yeah. in some circles. And that's not being disrespectful. It's not a case of people go, oh, Zach Gibson gets heat for his promos. If they saw a Mr. Wicked promo, 
the hatred. It's it's not like go. There's proper animosity <laughs> towards him yeah. at, at shows. I said people throwing stuff at him for winning a belt off their favourite. Great. That's proper proper rage from an audience to do that. And yeah, I'm I'm sure he'd be thrilled to be on. Awesome man. Okay, but then at the same time, I have friends that I've always wanted to show pro wrestling to. <laughs> And I'm very keen to have people on that know nothing about pro wrestling yes. and get their perspective as well. Here's this match of Colt Cabana wrestling a broom. <laughs> yes. Here's Kenny Omega and a 12-year-old girl wrestling in Japan. You know? <laughs> what do you think of this? You know, But like trying to convince them to watch whole shows as well, I think could be really, really interesting. Yeah. Like, um, one, well, as in like, here's a, an amazing wrestling show. Watch this. Or here's a show where... Kane and Katie Vick. Exactly. Like, either one. Like, I think this is the joy of being able to select any show from any period or whatever, is that I already have five or six in my mind that I'm like, we're doing these shows at some point. <laughs> that would also be interesting with someone that's into pro wrestling that's never even heard of some of these shows and yeah. stuff, you know. Or someone that knows them that would be interested just to get our point of views, whatever it may be. Um, okay, cool. So I'm happy we agree on this. Have you had any ideas towards formatting or like... No, I think, as I said, we've... Um, we The prequel... Again, not something that's done on podcasts where people get used to the people who are on said podcast. Yeah, I think this was important as a first a bit, episode. A know. bit of background of each of our loves of professional <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. And wrestling brooms in DDT. Very much so. <laughs> um, but no, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I said, if people listen, great. If people don't listen, then we get to talk about wrestling once a week. Yeah, very much so. And watch wrestling during the week. Yeah. So I then can then tell my wife... I've got the podcast, so I'm afraid I've got to give up six hours to watch this New Japan show. <laughs> so, sorry about that. I mean... Here's another thing, though. Go on, go on. Should we take the pod in the car on the drive up to New Japan? 100%. So, we, me and Stu are going to a New Japan show in the UK. Uh, I say a New Japan show. It's more a Rev Pro show yep. with lots of New Japan guys on it. Like, uh, that did piss me off a little bit like i am so ridiculously excited to see the likes of okada suzuki ishimori whoever in the ring like that's going to be amazing i thought we were going to get the omegas the young bucks the Rapongi 3ks you know did you feel this was going to happen i um, i was dubious um i thought we'd get some and i thought they'd give one or two top stars yeah but i wonder if it's a case of other commitments for some of the other guys coming down yeah 100 apparently they're all booked for roh yeah so there you go apparently the same weekend in america like the young bucks at least i think are booked for roh so okada clearly forgot yeah <laughs> but the thing that's really got me down at the moment is tanahashi isn't on the card you're joking i have not seen i might be wrong don't quote me on this, but I looked at it earlier just to double check because I remember being like, I swear Tanner was meant to be on this and I don't think he is. Really? Which I might cry a little bit if he's not because I'm slightly obsessed. <laughs> right, it's still going to be a phenomenal show. That's the thing. Like, I'm not I'm not bitching. It was very slightly And the upset, two chaps so. who are coming up with us, um, a uh, Academy Ring announcer from SCPW, a chap called goes under the ring name of Mark Blake, who is a, fun, a massive New Japan fan. Who not, I not don't the, know? No, he, he's not the guy who was at Fabersham. Okay. Who you were very nice about. He was amazing. Uh, and I hope you don't mind, I showed him the text message afterwards and oh, he good, was good, good. over the moon. As, it, was, it was the most professional I've seen in years, man. He's, he's never done it before, has no idea. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, can I come to you with, to another show just to see what they do? And it's like, just keep doing what you're doing, Ant. It's yeah, amazing. He was so perfect, man. Um, and also uh, another trainee wrestler who goes under the ring name of Silas Roth. So, no, he, he, um, he broke his leg in training. Um, so, you know, as I said, you could be as safe as you like, but accidents happen. 
Yeah. And but he's been out uh, for a while, but he's come back. He's back at training now. But again, huge New Japan fan. So cool, cool. Awesome. I think if we can do a pod whilst driving or even in the car park for half an hour before we go in, I a hundred percent, man. I'm totally up for car this, park this, podcast. Uh, this brings me on to my next question uh, in regards to formatting and stuff. Audio or video and audio? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> as in like a Twitch? Uh, no. I think I'd like to be able to edit this stuff, if not completely, just for risk of like technical fears and stuff. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I, I stream video games quite a lot online, like less so nowadays because I'm old and I have a kid and stuff. But... Um, and the amount of times that I've forgotten to like turn a mic on or the levels are completely wrong or it sounds distorted and I've had to fix it in post or something. I don't know. I'm a video editor. I want to edit everything, Stu. Like, it's just <laughs> I'm happy if you want to do video. Just okay. let me know and I'll make sure I bring suitable, humorous wrestling attire. See, this <laughs> is the thing. is like, do audio. We can just stick it on iTunes or whatever or we can stick it on YouTube with an image on the thing and it's fine. I- I'm absolutely content with that. But I can just stick up two GoPros, three GoPros, and we can instantly do video like Joe Rogan the fuck out of this. So shout out to Joe Rogan. Uh, I, mean, I don't think he needs it to be fair. You know, like what's that guy ever done? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Um, I, I'm happier doing audio because yeah. it's less pressure. I think more people would consume it through headphones, whereas if a video, they'd feel they may have to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I think if you've got a podcast and you're sort of going for a drive, going for a walk, that's how I would consume my podcast. I know some people do video at the same time as their podcast. I know like the See If It Sticks boys did a bit visual as well as audio as well. Okay, Cartaholic do as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think from a podcast perspective, there's nothing saying we can't bring video in later when you know if our listenership increases and people want to see our ugly mugs. Okay, so we'll just start with audio for now. Start with audio. It's a lot less responsibility for me as well. Well, there you go. <laughs> Production-wise. And also it means I've got time to find some ridiculous wrestling t-shirts to wear during <laughs> excellent, podcasts. Excellent. If you can find a Sable Bomb t-shirt, yeah. I will have it in a second. <laughs> I'm just saying. Going to go straight on eBay and hunt that bad boy down. Mate, like, I remember watching a pro wrestler called Dan Macabe. There's a real fucking indie reference uh, from a backyard wrestling guy or whatever, who is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen, by the way. Um, uh, had used to wrestle in a Sable Bomb t-shirt, and I remember being so jealous <laughs> that he had this t-shirt. I'd be like, I need to find one of these some point in my life. I still okay. think I might just make one for your daughter. Uh, what, a Sable Bomb? A Sable Bomb baby grow. <laughs> oh, mate, I'd be so happy. She hasn't got any pro wrestling. She's got Star Wars merch at the moment. Like she's got a little R two D two outfit that I'm I love, man. It's so much. When she was finally big enough to fit into it, I was so happy. Simon yeah. and Leanne bought um, my daughter a Batman outfit, and because she was born so heavy, yeah, she didn't fit in it straight away. So I sent Aww. them a picture of basically her like chunking out of the sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent, man. If you're going through um, a card, like we will be, uh, like one of us would go. This happened, this happened, this happened, and then we kind of talk about it sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and you can obviously interrupt and whatever and go off on tangents, whatever it may be. But I think that's quite a good way of laying it out. But yep. is it too formulaic? Do we just want to have random conversations about the cards? Like, I think I think we'll have a structure, but as we found so far today, we've tangented quite a bit. I don't think it's gone too far off topic. No, no, no. There's a good reason I wanted you to do it. I know you can talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen you on the mic in the ring. I've been your friend for quite a while now. One of the things I thought to make this slightly more unique and all that sort of stuff is um we wrestle at the end of each oh definitely just aud- audibly <laughs> just like we'll just talk collar elbow for it. half an hour love it mate yeah yeah <laughs> i want to include little segments here and there games for example like i've had ideas for games like 
I had an idea for a game called Dragon, Dragon, Dragon. Okay. I wonder who's <laughs> featured in this. Ultimo? Well, Ricky. It Steve would be Mo? who's the quote from. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can pick th- you pick three dragons. So it could be Ricky. It could be Ultimo. Or it could be like, well, you can't have Super Dragon. doesn't talk very much. I don't think like, my Spanish know. is good enough to do Ultimo Dragon. <laughs> but you know what I mean, okay? So, and then like I would read you a quote and you have to tell me who said it. Or like, you know, we can have a sequence of events that happened. Or a shoot interview thing, you know I what I mean? All in. Okay, so you can have heart, 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 for example. You have three hearts. You go like Owen, Brett, and Stu. It's like, God. who said this quote or whatever it may be, you know? Uh, I would actually be funny if it was like Teddy. Oh, God. Brett, Stu, maybe? Like, that'd be out there, I think. So far, that means we've now named two very. Uh, um, felonous wrestlers now Teddy Hart's managed to true, true. I mean you can't say we're not interesting you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> alright cool so you up for that I'm all in excellent man pun oh, intended I'm about to say yeah yeah okay cool so uh, that, that's that's my little I want a creative outlet sort of thing and there's a podcast I listen to called Tell Them Steve Dave which I mentioned earlier which they have um, they have um, uh, games and stuff all the time and it's basically based off shitty, shitty um, TV show kind of game shows and stuff and so it's just like you take any sort of game show like i don't know like uh i can't hmm. wait till we do pro wrestling guess who yeah exactly you know what i mean like it's gonna <laughs> take me ages in my office to sit there what are you doing uh definitely charge will work <laughs> just print off these pictures to make two guess who it's flappers. gotta work audibly as well though you know what i mean if we're just doing audio so well, that's where you've got the flick down click <laughs> like it mate. I absolutely love it okay cool 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 um so I've had other ideas. Like, do we want to do like predictions or like fantasy wrestling stuff at all? I don't know because I said a lot of other shows will review a show. They'll preview a wrestling show, and obviously, I I don't think we should ignore events that are occurring. Yeah, but I don't think we should necessarily have a right. Well, this week we've got a, a WWE NXT card. Here's what we've got. Who do we think is gonna fuck that? Yeah, I'm not up for that at all. Like, it seems like such a waste of time. As plus, well, plus like. also the chances are we'd guess the same thing. So it becomes a lot of it. Oh right. So if we've done this week's NXT card, you want well, Shayna Baszler is gonna retain, and I yeah. go, well, let's make it interesting. I agree, but I'll go Nikki Cross. <laughs> oh, I'm 0-5. Yeah, close yeah, to my yeah. wrestling career. Yeah, I'm not up for like, you know, uh, writing scripts for ourselves as no. such, you know, like anything like this. I think this has to be improv and just us being us and being as brutally honest as possible about stuff because I think that's what makes pods interesting. Yeah, me, definitely. Least, you know. Okay, cool. Awesome. But like, uh, I had an idea for like a fantasy wrestling thing. You pick five wrestlers at the beginning of like WrestleMania weekend. Then over like, the year... You know, we see how many points they get. So I was thinking Premier okay. League scoring. Okay. So win, what? draw, loss sort of thing. So three nice. points, one point, no points. But that means work. <laughs> 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 like keeping track of it and watching all the shows. Yeah. And Can't do house shows. <laughs> no, obviously not. But like Televised you know. event. We could do, potentially. There's a spreadsheet in it, mate. I'll, I'll, if it's only five, we oh. can easily do this. Oh, yeah, interesting. No okay. <laughs> we, might, we might not do it for the whole year. We okay. might do it like, because um, considering they... Maybe Survivor Series has been replaced as the big four with Money in the Bank. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it between the big pay-per-views. So from the next one for us would be SummerSlam. Okay. So we'd pick from now to SummerSlam. Okay. And then SummerSlam to Survivor Series, Survivor Series to Rumble, Rumble to Mania, and then that's the legs. Oh, I so like it. Like yeah. You've got your point system. You, you're one nil up in the series. Yeah. And if there's technically five, if you consider the big five, so you've got Mania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Rumble, yeah. then you've got five, so it can't be a draw. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Interesting. So, um, obviously, we'd have to like do it like FPL, sort of fancy Premier League yep. sort of status, in that we can't have the same guys. No, that's fine. We'll you have a base. We'll have a draft. Yeah, excellent. I like this. <laughs> cool. Would cool. you have substitutions? 
See, that's where it becomes interesting. Like, if is there you like could, an injury substitution, for example? Maybe you could have three subs between shows. Okay. Like, I like these rules. I love rules in yeah. terms of like fun. You know? So <laughs> what, we're, what we're actually doing here is we're creating a podcast and now an online wrestling fantasy league game that well. people. Well, that's the other thing. If it's spreadsheet based, yeah, it could, wouldn't take much to program it. We true, could possibly true. get people to join in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, if actually people want to, like, that could be a lot of fun, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. I definitely think we should maybe start to do it and see if we maintain it and if we yeah. want to go on with it. Because just like doing a pod every week and making sure we do that, I think is enough. <laughs> well, no, but if, if you think about it, if you're thinking just SmackDown Raw yeah. or NXT, if you choose to have the NXT, foolish move because they only wrestle once a month. True, true, definitely. I think it'd have to be main roster. Yeah, main main roster. Yeah. Three subs between a sh- between a paper yeah. on the big pay per views. All the pay per views are Raw and SmackDown now. Yep, which makes it easier. Yep. So that's so the then when we come to do the yeah. pod, it'll be on a Wednesday. Yeah. Probably good day for everyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We would have had a pay per view result. We would have had a Monday and a Tuesday. So Wikipedia, who beat who? Done, 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 done. Job done while we're setting up for the pod. Excellent, man. Okay. Do you want to take it on? It sounds like you're very up for it. It's a spreadsheet, mate. I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm over the moon with fancy Premier League wrestling. Definitely. This is, I'm totally in. <laughs> like, this is me all day. Jinder Mahal for the IPL? <laughs> no. IPL? That's a cricket reference. I don't know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> I mean, neither. <laughs> hey, Jinder, I, I, I don't hinder the Jinder, mate. Like, I love it. <laughs> heat or go away heat? Not to, again, I know we don't want to use terms, but. To start with, go away. But nowadays, like, I kind of enjoy it. I can't go over the, the I don't mean I shouldn't be body shaming anyone, but the wrinkly nipples are a bit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stop looking at them, you know. But again, it's it's an example from a Vince McMahon side of things. Yeah, it's a business move. I love the foreigner heel gimmick; it works. Uh, but also, it's a case of we're going to try and break India. We've got these shows. Uh-huh. I will put the belt on our Canadian Indian champion. Yep. 100% sensible, clever marketing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it, it, it works, works a business. Yeah, 100%. Man, I wonder how that's gone for them because this pushes been hindered (laughs) but then again their their shows they can't they pulled one of the indian shows as well due to ticket sales so i don't think he did brilliantly well give us some time you know i think india's great carly would have sold it out (laughs) can you imagine being at his wrestling school (laughs) no thanks (laughs) you see the guys that come up to nxt and stuff and they don't seem the most talented to say the least but i mean you know i I was over the moon being very immature when they went and signed their first set of chinese um trainees yeah. and one was called bin wang <laughs> and I was like, amazing immaturity oh, in me was okay. like, yeah, yeah. i'm sure he's a phenomenal athlete yeah, bin but wang they, 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 they have to change that uh, the big thing uh, is really the name of the pod <laughs> we do need to give it a name Stu. yeah that is always awkward but what <laughs> i've thought about in terms of if we're going to do all sorts of weird shows and stuff like not necessarily weird we can i think we should do some modern like this happened yeah. last week shows uh like wrestlemania for example obviously you know and then like i know triple mania or whatever the big ones are um something about exploring wrestling i want to have the word wrestling in there so people can find us on like you know in itunes or youtube or whatever it is because um, if, if I was going to find a new wrestling podcast, I would type the word wrestling in, <laughs> yeah. you know? And as the first word, that will help you in SEO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Uh, something about exploring wrestling. like well, There you go. Wrestling exploration with blah, 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 blah. Could be. Yeah. 
I like it. I don't hate it. That's for sure. <laughs> that that died to death quickly. I don't hate it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm massively cynical. Like, um, I'm I'm not brilliant at naming stuff. I mean, the Tex Williams name wasn't was you know, was was just lucky. I I feel at this point I need to bring up the name I invented for your potential finisher. Do you remember this? No. The tax breaker? No, that is that is what it's called. You actually it's called the it? tax break. <laughs> Excellent, man. Cool, and cool. the move you suggested, which you sent, yeah, yeah. which was like the... Um, it's Kabashi, wasn't it? Kabashi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Has been tweaked slightly. Okay. So now, rather than... Wait, 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 wait. I want to see this happen. <laughs> Don't tell me. I want to be surprised. Wrestling exploration. Is that what we're going with? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've named my company above Arcadia. I hate that name. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't change the name of a ship once you've named it. You know what I mean? In terms of like people knowing who we are and marketing and stuff yeah. like that, like you just can't change that name. You know, like once you've got it, like you've you got can, your brand obviously. now. Yeah, it's like when WWF became WWE. It took me a long time to get used to that. Like even still now, occasionally when I'm speaking to people, like I, I want to ask, "Do you watch this?" The, the WWF. I instantly go, "Do you? Do you, have you ever watched WWF?" Not you the know? pandas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the chairs and yeah. you know. <laughs> got that t-shirt at home as well. Everyone does. Yep. I, think. <laughs> I don't. But like, I should have. Um, so, but I mean, okay. Other names I was thinking of: um, Rich and Stew's wrestling podcast or Tax and Rich's wrestling podcast. <laughs> no, because people looking for a really in-depth tax podcast will be really disappointed that was the problem yeah if you really want to learn about <laughs> section 455 there's a big podcast market it, for exactly. uh, <laughs> repayment of director's loan tax exact thought process <laughs> i went through <laughs> i thought of a few other stuff like there's obviously things like um uh in terms of wrestling initials so the the, the, the podcast or whatever mm. you know what i mean the old school wrestling osw for example is the one that i will listen to a lot um I don't know. I can't get beyond wrestling exploration now. I think that might be the names do. The, du- the W. God damn it! I'll get used to that. Don't <laughs> worry. The W E. The W. Jesus. <laughs> but like, if you put like W E podcast, then people will find it and listen to it more. You know what I mean? Very true. There could be a lawsuit. Probably. WWE World Wrestling with. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I know that's. We like wrestling. You're yeah. a creative man when it comes to videos. When it comes to naming stuff, I think we're both uh, struggling. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we, I, I don't think we should immediately decide today. No, but uh, I think by next week might be a good idea, especially if we're going to set all this up and everything. Yeah, I think so. Set up, set up a Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Do, children use Instagram. Sorry, the young people use Instagram. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, I will be taking a photo later and putting it on things Excellent. and stuff. And, and, uh, and the Snapchat. Oh, the Snapchat. Interesting. <laughs> Snapstagram. Do you know my favourite thing com- comedic-wise at the moment is emphasising weird words? <laughs> 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 like, I've become a big fan of it. Like, just having a conversation with someone, you'd be like, so, oh yeah, we're going to go over this hill and we're going <laughs> to, you know. I don't know why I find it quite so funny, but it's, uh, it's really been... Definitely bring that into the pod. Uh, okay, excellent. <laughs> you know, um... But then it's still the whole Ron Burgundy thing. I'm Ron Burgundy, <laughs> which is still funny now. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! I'm going lightheaded, Stu. Uh, tax. Oh fucking hell! I'll get used to that. Um, okay, yeah. So that's about it for me in that that terms of like things I wanted to ask and question about. Like, so yeah, that's really cool. Things worked quite well. Okay, good, good. We good. should probably set a time limit. Yes, I was thinking an hour is nice and consumable. Yeah, forty-five minutes to an hour. But talking about six hours of New Japan or AAA or something in an hour might be difficult. We'll start. We'll start with the smaller events to become more concise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bob Holly put over Crash Holly. 
It was shit. <laughs> Carry on. Alabama slam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. Tuck your chin. He had weights and he weighed 500 pounds. It was great. A scale, yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know. um, Not like Matt Hardy, the cruiserweight. <laughs> <laughs> I had a show in mind for the first show. Okay. And with good reason, but it's not short. Okay. It's very long. How long? Six hours Dominion? Six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dominion. Okay. I'm thinking Triple Mania from last year. Uh, okay. Okay. I do love Slating John Morrison. Is <laughs> <laughs> it Johnny Mundo on Johnny show? Mundo, yeah. Or Johnny Saint, whatever. Oh, man. And Lucha Underground in. could be done as well. Definitely. I've not watched enough of that. I know, like, Prince Puma and stuff. Oh, I'm disappointed okay. that... I mean, it's on Netflix in the States. I wish it was on Netflix here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. That's really yeah. cool. That's probably where a lot of that production money kind of comes from, I yeah, imagine. Then, I'd say so. Uh, one thing I know about Netflix is when Kevin Smith sold uh, the Jerry and Silent Bob cartoon movie to Netflix, they gave him a million dollars for it. Wow. Which I saw live during one of their pods and uh, was not the greatest produced thing in the world, but kind of funny. I don't know what you're trying to say. Uh, it, it was <laughs> crap. <laughs> basically <laughs> I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan and it was it was not up there it was actually Jason Muse that uh, directed it and everything okay it doesn't matter it's his first thing um, so yeah So, but they gave him a million pounds dollars for that so it's like I know that they're very willing to purchase stuff which is great and obviously yeah. Netflix have everything pretty much nowadays Ultimate Beastmaster Series 3 Wade Barrett's doing commentary for the UK oh, and really? Punk doing commentary for the States oh excellent man I didn't know I've watched the first little bit of that but like yeah um, cool I think we should probably end this now, to be yeah. fair. It's you, quite you, long. Do you, want, I was <laughs> say, do you want to give out your social media links? Uh, well, we haven't got them for the pod yet, but like, do I want to give out my personal ones? If you need video editing. I mean, just look up Above Arcadia. It's probably the best shout, to be honest. Like, we, uh, If you look at the company, AboveArcadia.com, we do video production. And, you know, if you get married soon, like we'll do weddings and we do corporate gigs. And I'm As in Rich does weddings. We don't come and do a podcast at your wedding. I'm saying we as the company because it's not just me. Like, yes, I technically own the company now and like, you know, but I have Andy does admin and stuff and photography and like, you know, we have people to come and do camera work. But whatever. Yeah, I'm terrible at boasting. This is the weird thing. Like, I know I use the word boasting and like I should be like, it's just talking about my company, marketing, whatever. Like, I can't do it. I tried to write a CV once. I was like, I did this occasionally. And like, it came out a cycle. three recorder player. Exactly. <laughs> it was just, I found it so difficult to be like, oh, I've worked for this company and this company and I've got all this experience doing this. Like, uh, You're literally just ridiculing what you've asked me on the part. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all, man. Like, it's, it's, it's what... It's, I that did this thing at PCW. I no, no, commentated SCW. Oh, that I hate people going around <laughs> that company. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm <laughs> saying I'm terrible at it. Like, I I think being on a podcast like this is is really you have to be brutally honest about stuff. Like yeah. you have to like tell people the information. They're not going to guess it. It's audible. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, like I I'm being totally honest with you. Like that's exactly what I think. But it's I don't know. In terms of talking about my company, I always get embarrassed. You know, like my own work and stuff. Like I, I never know what to say. I'm like, well, yeah. Like people come up and be like, so, okay, here we go. So people come up to me and go, how long have you been doing this? At a shoot or something. I'd be like, well, since I was about 18, 19, so I started, I went to university, but I was obviously going out there and filming everything I could, music videos and stuff. And I never say, I've worked for a Formula One advertising agency. Oh, exactly. You know, and like go... I've worked for clients where I did a three-minute video and they paid £16,000 for that video, you know? Like, I was on minimum wage at the time, so seeing that was like, holy shit, this one video is my wage this year, you know? All declared, right? 
Huh? All declared, right? Uh, it was actually PAYE at the time. So like, yes, yeah, don't worry, it's all, all aboard. It's all good. <laughs> I wasn't freelancing just for those six months. Um, but like, you know, that is my experience. Uh, so that's true. Like I used to work for a formal advertising agency and, you know, I work with Lewis Hamilton and Jensen Button. But I'm even embarrassed saying it now. Clang. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> drop the mic. Out we go, boys. Um, but yeah, like this has been a shitload of fun, man. Oh, I've enjoyed this immensely. Yeah. Like I, I was genuinely nervous. Just like the idea of sitting here and someone listening to my rambling and I, I, yeah, this has been a lot of fun, Ben. Cool. I think we should probably leave it there. Thanks. <laughs> so, oh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's one thing. Are we going to do Triple Mania next week? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I will locate it. If you can find where I can find it. I'll find you a copy. It's fine. I will watch it. Yeah. yeah. We will go for a Triple Mania. I will even make occasional notes. Okay, excellent. Johnny Mundo. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess uh, we should finish this by again next week uh tune into our first proper episode <laughs> of wrestling exploration maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'm ron burgundy, yeah, ron burgundy. <laughs> ron burgundy's favorite wrestling podcast oh exactly <laughs> with yeah, yeah. tax and rich <laughs> <laughs> and i would do my very best to make sure i call you tax because i love the idea of living the gimmick and stuff and like that is amazing but yeah so uh you got a sign off you must have some sort of gimmick sign off no (laughs) (laughs) i've normally been beaten (laughs) all right let's leave it there cheers guys take it easy boys all right bye